Alright, hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you awake at night. Uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to unroll, like, a, uh, like roll it and pat it is sometimes how I say, you know, like unroll it like a bed roll. Like a sleepover safe place. Uh, you know, we'll unroll the, what are those things called? Sleeping bags. We'll set up, you know, these are, you know, these are things you do. You say, we'll set up some uh, blanket forts. These are, you know, proverbial things, I believe. I don't have a dictionary on me. Proverbial blanket fort scoots is what you're saying it is. And they said, yeah, that was from, the, the, I think that or that was, was that? They said, and low, the bank blanket fort. The banquet fort. Oh no, that was that was uh, that was a banquet fort. It's different than a blanket fort. You're right. Sorry, subconscious. But anyway, excuse me. That's an, that is does feel like an entry. Blanket forts is a good tangent. So we'll, we'll get. Hopefully, we can get back to that. But what I'm gonna do is create a safe place where you can set aside uh, whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thinking. Uh, feeling, physical sensations, uh, turbulence, uh, a change in schedule, routine, family things, hard times, you know, geez, you, you know, stuff on the TV, uh, travel, whatever it is, I'm going to try to take your mind off it. I'm going to use, uh, and, and I don't say this, I use this word often, but I'm going to, like, in, in and actually, this is way outside my comfort zone, but a lot of times I say I use lulling, soothing tones. I honestly believe there's a little bit of loving, lulling, soothing tones in there. I turned, I had to turn my head a bit to get away from the mic. Did you say loving, soothing, lulling, so loving, loving, soothing? No, I said I'm loving Susan tone, tomes. What's, what's a Susan tomes? Oh, it's a new set of uh, tomes I picked up at the uh, garage sale. Okay, Susan Tomes. Yeah, I did not say loving, lulling tomes. No, I did, I did. But now, you know, you know how I get. Can't make eye contact. No, but it really is uh, like uh, uh, from the softest place inside me. uh, But, you know, know, I do have some uh, dragon tails in my makeup. I actually have Dragon Tales makeup. That's something I'm going to be marketing outside the podcast. That's what we'll be doing later is putting on Dragon Tales makeup in our blanket forts. So there's a little bit of senselessness this podcast, a vulnerability. Uh, I guess that's where, and then awkwardness, post PV, PVA, post vulnerability, awkwardness. Mispronunciation, uh, and, and yeah, I do stumble over my words. But uh, the main thing is, I'm, uh, I guess I'm letting my, I get like, this is an interesting personal conundrum I'm in here. Part of me is trying to lower my walls down or lower my guard down. And but it's like kind of like, uh, oh, this is a personal story. Uh, to, to totally another tangent. But that, what I'll do is that what I'm, the whole idea of the podcast, I'm going to try to take your mind off stuff. 
Uh, my brain happens to have a lot of... T I'm easily distracted, much like a puppy. I also have fur instead of hair, like a puppy. And uh, wrinkly brow. Like, I have, like, a, a, a folded brow, like a, like a dog. Like, you know, those dogs with the foreheads, the scrunchy forehead. I have that from too much... Uh, too much pensiveness. So I've been uh, pensive. I've been pensive since the, you know the day I was born. But I'm gonna try to take your mind off stuff. Uh, I think there was a nugget in there that I was gonna go go with, but I already forgot it. And I'm not joking. I said let's follow that tangent. I can't remember what it was, and it was like literally about 35 seconds ago. Some of you are like, which tangent was it? He had so many. But I'm gonna go on tangents. So whatever is keeping you awake, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, or external, or, or, or unknown, you say, I don't know what's keeping me up at night. A bunch of stuff, I think, a combo. Uh, whatever it is, I'm going to keep, keep your mind up. I'm trying to do it the best way I can. Was it emotional? Was this, was it a tangent based on, oh, it was a story. Yeah, it was about, you know, when part of me tries to let my guard down, part of me, that happened once, uh, we were, I went, I went to Catholic school, which you see, okay, that checked, you can check that box on the DSVM. I don't know if they have it in the five. Like I said, I'm a practitioner of the DSVM four. Uh, and you say, which one? The TSR one, the one put out by TSR. Uh, it was an obscure, there was, there was only, it was a beta edition. And you say the TSR from Dungeon D&D, &D, yep, they put out a DS, it was a, uh, Anyway, actually, it was something I pitched. I had a time machine. I went back there, and I pitched TSR. I said, what if we make our own? I said, let's get these characters more complex. And they said, we think we have it down. We know what we're doing. And I said, well, here's my proposal. I rewrote the DSVM 4. I said, because they came out with a new one, so we'll just use this one. And I said, well, we'll do, we'll do it for, for, you know, and they said, well, it's so thick. This is supposed to be, we're more, so that didn't work out, just in case anybody's wondering. Uh, but the other thing that didn't work out was that me and Catholic school, <laughs> one specific event that didn't work out was, uh, there was one time they had a whole school mass every once in a while. And for some reason they had a mass in the cafeteria this one time. And I'm not going to name any names because uh, they don't listen to this podcast anyway. And I had burned enough bridges at this point that I deserve everything, even in this case is a mistaken identity. But we sat, we had to, me and uh, two of my classmates, two, two, both of which I think I was friends with. Oh, also this took place in Syracuse, New York, which in the winter, and it was probably like a, like it was probably like zero with the wind chill, probably like 30 or 40 below. So we were sitting on the heater because there was no seats. The whole cafeteria was full. And we were against the window of the cafeteria. And I, and, and I, you know, I guess at this point, I don't see why I wouldn't take the blame for all the stuff I actually did. And in this case, it wasn't uh, anything bad. But the two people sitting next to me that I was friends with, uh, they kept one person would open the window and then the 30 degree below air would come in because it was so hot sitting on the heater. And if for some reason I don't think we were allowed to stand, we had to be sitting for the parts of the mass you have to sit for. 
and then the other friend of mine would close the window, and this went back and forth, and it was like a little bit like two stooges, like uh, they were doing the things with the hands, and you know, you know, talking to each other under the breath. It was very. I mean, me, I was daydreaming. I'll be honest, I wasn't paying attention, so don't get that misimpression. But you know, I was thinking probably about whatever I was, whoever I was in love with, or you know, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or something. Or which, I say, where you were in love with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. No, w- w- one that I wrote, uh, Turtleina was her name. And they said, is that all? And I said, no, I'm just kidding. I did not. Uh, anyway, so they opened the window. So as soon as the mass ended, uh, a nun came over, which is weird, weird timing for this because this is, wow, it, my subconscious is, I didn't realize, uh, Anyway, as soon as the mass ended, she, she pointed right at me, and her teeth were barred. Now, we had had some run-ins before her and I in the past. So, deservedly, she did not like me at all. And at this point, I think it was like, uh, this might have been high school or after freshman, after middle school. That was the last time. That was when the straw broke with me, like... uh but anyway, she, she she just just disliked me, which and I'm not saying she shouldn't have, but she said you ringleader, in these two, and she she just, and then, and I guess from her perspective, I was a ringleader of uh, awful things. Correct. It's just in this situation, I wasn't doing any leading of rings, and then like there was consequences and trouble after that, and we all got in trouble. And because it was her, her impression was I, I was conducting this for comedy purposes or just for vindictive purposes, you know, counter, you know, like I was running some sort of uh, like anti, you know, distracted, distract the flow of the mass type situation. Like, what do you call that? Uh, insurrection? I don't know what you call it. And so we get it. We got We got in trouble. And I mean, I just said, well, thanks, guys. Well, and then, you know, then we had some laughs about it, or they did, because they said Ringley, you know, or something like that. Like, I remember that I was the main one. There was ire. There was no doubt about it. There was ire in this situation, IRE. But anyway, I guess my example was this, like, the opening and the closing. My, emotionally, I do that. I think I try, what, I, what, what happened in this intro, if you're new here, uh, well, hopefully you're asleep. Uh, but again, but I but I would wonder: Have you thought about any of the other stuff that's keeping you up? But uh, as I tried to be vulnerable, the other part of me closed. I tried to open the window. Another part of me tries to close the window. And maybe there is this element of, of uh, that part of me is like, "Well, we're going to get. In, if we open that window, we're going to get in trouble. We we'll close the window, we're going to be too hot." Uh, but I guess I, I'll say it, I'll say it here just to be clear: I love you, all the audience members out there. Uh, and I appreciate you. And uh, that's part of the reason I do this show. And, and you say, well, you don't know me. And I say, I get you right. I, I, maybe I send loving, uh, uh, I don't know, then I feel compassion, loving compassion, or whatever that thing is. Uh, I send loving compassion, loving kindness. Can I do that? Can I send you that? I swear I won't lick the envelope if I send you loving kindness. I'll use a... Uh, yeah, I'm sending you loving kindness from a non-licked envelope with uh, self, you know, self, uh, self-applicated. 
because I've been there. That's what I'm saying. Like, I've been there in the deep, dark night. That's why I send my voice across the deep, dark night. Not being able to sleep or going through tough times or feeling bad about yourself or whatever it is. I I guess I don't want to get into Or you say, geez, I'm just, I don't, I can't fall asleep. It sucks. Well, I'm here and I'm doing the best I can for you. Uh, This podcast doesn't work for everybody. Uh, Sometimes it takes a few times uh, and then you say, oh, this guy's not bad. I say, exactly, not good, not bad, I, but but I do care. And, and, and that's not my strong suit either. So, say, geez, yeah, you're using the L-O-V-E word, just believe me. A couple parts of my brain are going to be giving me a speech later, but but I'm glad you're here. Uh, and I appreciate it. You say, geez, what is this? Is this a podcast to put people, what, what's this guy rambling on about? Uh, what is this nonsense? Well, it's nonsense to help you. I hope it helps you. Uh, I'm glad you're here and I really hope I really yearn to help you fall asleep. So thanks for stopping by housekeeping. We're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Older episodes are there. You can comment on our show notes. You can, uh, what else can you do? You can be on Twitter at Dear Scooter or on Facebook at sleepwithmepodcast.com. I guess that's on Facebook at sleep with, you know, uh, but those are places to get me. Uh, what else? Uh, I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful, who does the theme music, who edited this episode. I want to thank uh, Scotty and Jennifer on our, on our, on our artwork. I want to thank Jonathan Mann, who does the lullabies for the podcast. He's at jonathanmann.net. And you can commission a song from him. I want to thank all the patrons over at Patreon, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash patron who supports the show on a monthly ongoing basis. And I just want to, to thank the last few people that uh, signed up, uh, Tupamara, Alicia, Nora, Rob, Fatima, Brooke, and Anna 808. Thank you so much uh, for supporting the show. Those are people that are bringing you to make it possible for me to make the show. And if you prefer to uh, support the show on uh, PayPal or Venmo, you can go to sleepwithmepodcast.com, support, slash support. I want to thank Amanda and Becca for their help on Venmo. And over on PayPal, Brian and Allison, uh, Diane, Jacqueline. So thank you so much for supporting the show. I also want to thank sleepwithmepodcast.com, slash nods, N-O-D-S, is a listener Facebook group. And I want to thank our moderators over there, Laura and Lida, uh, Julie and Jennifer, and Summer and Sarah. And I believe that's it. Let's get out to show. All right, hey, everybody. This is a Scooter here, your buddy. And I want to welcome you to our newest uh, series, or I guess I'm proud to present our new series. And it has a title, but the title won't be revealed tonight. Uh, I don't know if it'll be revealed next week, but uh, the title, you know, title would give too much away. And it's like, uh, but so, so you can't do it. Sorry about that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, 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 uh, I mean, I'm proud to present it and I'm very excited to uh, uh, start this story off. I, right now, anybody that uh, does any kind of writing or anything like that, and right now I'm writing Act One High. Uh, so, 
like uh, I haven't got into the uh, the the depths, so I'm like still still like uh, I fixed some of those. Pro- I'm like, oh boy, so I haven't got to the desert vac too. So it's a good feeling, uh, though. Now I've done enough of these enough of these podcasts to know what I have ahead of me. But but it's a wonderful opportunity to be able to come up with new shows like this and use them to try to help you fall asleep. And this is a genre that people have been asking about for a long time, almost since I started the podcast. And so I've been waiting a while till uh, things fell into place and. Uh, and I said, okay, do, do I have something that would work in this genre that I feel is uh, works within the context of the podcast and a story that I, I'm curious enough to explore and go deep, deep into the story swamp and uh, with some characters uh, that I think be interested, will be interesting enough uh, to, t- to, to tell every week for 12 to 14 plus weeks. and. Uh, I think I think so. We'll see. Uh, like you're just listening to this. This is the first episode of the series I'm recording. Uh, so, like I said, like there's a part of me like with the first couple episodes. I don't know if this is procrastination already, uh, or if I'm just, or if I'm being indulgent, or I'm just excited. But uh, you know, with the first episode of, especially of a new series. I usually get I'm pretty jazzed. You know, I say I can't wait to tell this one. Uh, uh, it's not so like the third of the fourth, third of the fourth episode where I'm like, oh boy, I didn't see that, you know, major challenge. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if you can feel that, but I feel really good. And uh, yeah, we'll see how this goes. So I guess I'll try to set the mood up here, which is to just settle into your bed and close your eyes if you're comfortable enough to do that. If not, just kind of. You know, let your vision go soft, and uh, those of you that are envisioning something, you can vis- envision the night sky. Maybe the night sky when you're out in the country or on a camping trip, full of stars, uh, black and limitless and speckled. Like one of those, you know, with the speckles of a candy, you know, one of those candy eggs. You say, is that a, who makes those milk? Is that a milk dud or is that a Wonka, you know, Wonka product? Uh, and say, they, they, were they selling those under the guise they were candy dinosaur eggs? Uh, you say, no, you're setting the mood. Oh, okay. So the night sky is dark and you're not even aware of uh, whether there's a moon to look for or not. But as you fixate on the sky, you notice that some of the stars, uh, the clarity, the focus of their... You see, this is this... Do I see in 4K? What do I see in? Am I seeing in 8K when I look at this sky? But you notice that the clarity of some of the stars goes in and out as thin clouds... Pass above ahead, or if you were in the Bay Area, I guess you couldn't see very many stars anyway. But you say there's a thin fog rolls in, and you watch the sky and the clouds drifting, but the sky stays dark, and the sky is silent, and it rolls on. 
And, uh, and then if this was a film, you know, where it'd be some sort of camera transition right about here. Uh, personal log. I said, I don't know, personal, personal journal entry. Let's start Earth. Should I use an Earthy? Or start personal jur, jur, personal journal st- Earth date. I gotta look at my phone. I don't even know what the date is. Uh, personal journal. Per, is this a journal or log? Because I don't know. Log, I'd feel like. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, man. Well, if you're listening to this, because uh, I don't think I will be. Hi. Hey, dear pen pal. Yeah. I mean, because maybe this is for you. Maybe you got it. Okay. A dear pen pal. Is it dear pen pal? I'm not trying to be funny either. If you're if you're listening to this, uh, hey pen pal, this is my first uh, message to you. So I guess I shouldn't assume you know anything because I don't know where you're listening. I don't know when you're listening. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter. You probably never heard of me, and, and but uh, thanks for listening. Uh, but I'm here, as she said. Yeah, yeah, hopefully, you have some sort of way to look up some of the history about the time uh, after everything that happened with Earth. And I mean, I guess you could look up. Uh, well, you probably know. But I came from the the, 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 the old world, uh, 2016 would have been uh, the time before everything changed with reality and Earth and those years following uh, when, when everybody's life, uh, way of life had changed so quickly. And you probably learned about it, but maybe you didn't learn about it in the way that we experienced it. Uh, or maybe you said, hey, that was pretty cool. 2016, man, we didn't talk like that in 2016, believe it or not. We talked just like this. Or I did, I, I guess. Yeah, it was like, uh, and I don't know how much you're like me, uh, but the hum- human beings, uh, or at least the earthbound human beings that we were, you know, even though every, our whole way of understanding things, uh, when space opened up to us, I guess you could say, you know, a lot of people just adjusted, even though everything, it was like, oh, we were just living on Earth and saying, well, I wonder if there's stuff out there. And then the entire nature of reality said, oh, yeah, all that stuff is really out there. Spaceships and uh, billions of different races and inhabited planets. All the things in in your science fiction and some things you could never imagine. And it was it was very tough. Some people on Earth they they didn't want to adjust. They didn't want to change. And the ones of us that did. Uh, for a while, he said, this is, maybe this is just part of being human. They just start to accept it, that the world is a different place. But I think for me, you know, part of me just stayed numb to it and 
And, you know, for me, a lot of things happened in those first couple of years of change. But then the, the cloud came and everything kind of changed again. And, and, and for me, it changed in a big way. And I don't know what history says about the, the rift or the cloud that came in. And there's always been speculation about what it was and where it came from. And in case history somehow didn't record it, it was uh, the entire immensity of the universe had been exposed to Earth. And I, I, I don't, I guess, I, you know, it, it, things beyond our imagination. And then this cloud came this rift and it separated earth from space again, or it gave a new uh, barrier, but it also kept everyone in that had traveled to space. And it wasn't a, a, a physical barrier. It wasn't a force field or a shield. It was a phenomenon, I guess, or a phenomena. And it came in and people speculated whether it was uh you know, some sort of God or demigod did it or some sort of benevolent force or some non-benevolent force. Or if people speculated that this was evolution, that human beings, earthbound human beings were meant to be earthbound or they weren't ready or we needed a time to adjust. Uh, but this cloud came in and again, it, it separated Earth from the the universe at large. But, but not in a, a permanent way. It was this, uh, it was a rift. It was, it, it was called sensibility rift because any creature that entered it, any ship that entered it, uh, at first they couldn't make it through. And if you're a human, I guess I can explain to you in human terms because I know that, that it, you would lose your sensibility as soon as you hit the... Uh, Edge of the rift. I don't know if any of you have done any reading about it or if there's some sort of recreative experiment. But people in my time use chemicals to kind of have an out of body experience or hallucinations or strange things. And that's what just the edge of this rift would do. And as you went deeper into the rift, for most people, things stopped making sense. And for other creatures, I think they had a very similar experience. No one for a time could navigate the cloud uh, because it wasn't, a, I guess it was, it was, a, it was a senseless rift. And I'm sure if you live in some advanced society or something, you might be laughing at this. But there was a, a pen, penalty, I think, is that, was that the right word of, of creatures from outer space, as we called it here. And some of the best minds on Earth and from the universe trying to solve it from within and without because uh, Earth was it was a center of attention for a while. So all travel and commerce had stopped and pe people that had traveled there and couldn't get back, you know, pe people wanted to get through this rift. And so they uh, tried computer-aided navigation, but they said there was something magnetic and then they tried you know, just going straight in different directions, but the rift somehow, I don't know, was it a bend in time and space? Was it related to that? Those aren't my, it was, it was a place that didn't make any sense.
and it separated the world from space for a time. But some scientists knew the physical that it had this physical magnetic makeup or something, and that there's also tons of ships trapped in there, lost in there, and all the people that, that, that tried to get their way through. And there was some communication uh, that would get through. So it wasn't like we were totally isolated. And then finally, you know, one day, a ship made it through from the outside. And uh, it was a mistake. The, uh, the captain had, had fallen ill. And uh, he was on a solo flight. And they said, well, how did you make it through? And he said, I, I was so sick. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. And they checked his computers, and then he tried to redo his route. It didn't work. And I guess I'm trying to figure out, geez, you probably read about it, but they came, tried to kept coming up with solutions and solutions. And finally, they they figured out if they had the right person, you know, as they got more and more people, they could get deeper in, and then they could come back. You couldn't adjust. But the theory went that if they could find people with just enough detachment from reality, uh, just enough, uh, like, uh, the right mental makeup, that they might be able to, to go out there into the rift and come back. And for a, while, for a while, there was a ton of volunteers and a few people uh, were able to adjust. And make it through. It was not many, probably. They were heroes for a time, at least for the businesses, you know, that said, we got to get these spaceships in and out here, you know. This is this ice cream. We got to get it off world. These said, well, why don't you just take the ice cream? And they said, well, no, no, we don't. Anyway, that's just an uh, ice cream. So look it up. It's good. Uh, they found that very few people, even that, that trained to do this, could do it. You know, like I said, I'm not that important, but I was having my own problems down on Earth, and and someone reached out to me, and they, you know, they had heard about, you know, the stuff they used to do, uh, silly stories, and they said this person, they they said they had heard about me, and they said, did you really? I thought they were a reporter. They wanted to talk about the transverse plane. And then I realized they were a scientist. And I said, well, tell me more. Like, how can I be of service? Is there a way I can help? And they said, well, tell me everything about this transverse plane. Is it real or is it made up? And I said, well, it depends who you ask. Uh, And this person, they seemed less skeptical and more curious. And so we talked about the transverse plane which is a place uh, that I used to tell stories on, a place not that different than the Rift, but much less intense, more like a passive uh, version of the Rift where uh, reality got more bendy and loose. Uh, We're up in the Rift. uh, It's more like uh, uh, the reality of your mind. I don't know. It just plays tricks with your mind. That's all the Rift does, but the tricks are... Anyway, and they said, oh, we'd like you to, you, you, you play any video games? And I said, well, I had to quit. I have an addictive personality. And they said, were you any good? I said, well, if you don't mind me saying so, I said, pretty darn, you know. And then they, they taught me how to fly spaceships. Or, well, 
it just just like a like a I, I watch a lot of videos about uh, tugboats and uh, harbor drivers or whatever. I don't remember what they're called because they were so boring. They say, okay, this guy, they, they just drive out and then they drive the ship into harbor. And then they took their time. And it was first class, let me tell you, because uh, the two pilots that were regularly making runs, uh, they worked for this consortium. And obviously, if there's only two people in the entire universe that can fly ships in and out of the uh, rift, you could almost charge, you know, whatever the market would bear. You can't, you know, you have to charge something realistic. Uh, but I guess you could say, if, if you're if you're following me, I became a niche pilot. You know, much like, uh, I don't know if you have a spaceport or uh, even a physical harbor if, if you live on a planet with navigable waterways. But very quickly, the, the, their vision for me was to train me uh, to take ships in and out of the rift, in and out of the rift, to take one ship across uh, to a spaceport, take another ship back into the spaceship in far Earth orbit. And that's what I've been doing. I, I guess I could tell you it's been, it's been successful. And uh, I could talk more about the rift and my experience and, and, and how I navigate in there, but I finally found something I was really good at, and that was part of my issue uh, down on Earth, and I live out here on this spaceport, and I don't know if you they write about this place, but uh, there's one of these spaceports at the edge of both sides, and not only is it where we navigate the uh, uh, ship's waiting uh, to be escorted or, or flown or piloted, I guess, uh, or harbor pilot. I think that's what they're called. Sometimes they say the rift, you know, wears on our minds. I don't believe them. I think my mind was worn down already. But I tell you, I've been doing this for a while. I just fly a ship across and get back, and, and I live on this side, on the Earth side, but out here in far orbit in this giant station. Uh, this station's called Bengal. Bengal spaceport, uh, but really what this spaceship is is a giant club. Uh, other than the uh, crews waiting to be have their ships uh, taken through the rift, uh, people come here from Earth or come here from deep space. You know, a lot of them are on the other side. But as this uh, space station orbits Earth. Uh, it comes up on the edge for a few hours of the cloud, and that's when we launch. Uh, but the people on this ship, uh, they get an experience as the lightest uh, possible version where reality becomes fuzzy. And this uh, space station caters uh, to those things. I think there's one club called The Edge. I don't know, because yeah, none of that. Uh, I don't. Uh, this is my profession. Uh, but I hear people pay a pretty penny, and you know they say, "Geez, it'll cure this, or it'll cure that, or it'll give you this intense. You know, your life will be better from there." You know, people have been doing it for thousands of years, but this way, you know, it's just uh, an orbit, and you know when you're going to orbit in, and you know when you're going to orbit out. And I guess the whole time you're in orbit, but some people say, you know, they have the countdown till you're in orbit. You know. But 
Well, I guess sometimes it's fun to go into the clubs and see what it, uh, how it's affecting people. But I, I try to have more empathy and compassion. And as for the crews I deal with, they're all put into deep sleep, just like if they were crossing deep space. They're all hibernating, and it's only for 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 about a, a few hours, depending on the navigation. And that's kind of why I've started to keep a log. I got a, a meeting today. I've been kind of excited about. Uh, you see, I got all this money, but I really can't go back to to, to Earth's. Uh, not not if they, I don't I don't know. Maybe I'll tell you that in another letter. But I have all this money in, uh, to be honest, uh, there's been, it's been getting even, pay's been getting better because, uh, you know, the dynamics of the cloud that causes this rift, you know, it's always moving and they're always, they're still theorizing or thinking about pulling in giant iron asteroids or different ways to, you know, automate it or when's it going to dissipate. Uh, and I keep telling them that it's getting harder to get through. It's taking me more time. And uh, I don't know, I, I need someone I can count on out there. Uh, you know, because if you get lost in the rift, you're, you're just, you're lost out there. And there's other ships. I mean, that's part of the the job is uh, navigating in, in the midst of total senselessness for, for a norm. For me, I don't know. I've adjusted, I guess, uh, and, you know, I guess some of it's trade secrets that I wouldn't want to record, but uh, they say it's the way my brain functions, too. Or they say, is this, and I say, yes, yeah, the next step in evolution, senselessness, the ability to grapple with senselessness. Well, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to try to, maybe you could come along to the meeting. I'm almost there. My next assignment is, uh, let's see here, Monte, Monte Carmelo. Oh, there's a Carmelo. That was a basketball player. Monte Carmelo is the next ship. Uh, uh, w- w- excuse me one second. Uh, what's the status on the uh, Monte Carmelo, Carmelo? Ready? Okay. In uh, the uh, crew, uh, they're preparing to sleep. Okay. Yeah, we'll probably... Uh, depart, depart, uh, I don't know. I have, I have something to take care of, but, but within, within the next, uh, but how far are we, uh, from the quote uh, orbit unquote? Okay. Yeah. So I have them ready for it. We'll, we'll, we'll launch then. Thank you. So yeah, that's my next assignment. Just take this. People would say if it wasn't for the rift, it'd be pretty boring. But I'm worried. That's why maybe I'm recording this too. But I think if I can, uh, if if I can make this next deal work, uh, everything will be fine. Actually, I'm positive of it. It's just I don't think I can make this deal. And actually, it'll make me the most valuable Rift pilot. I, I'll just work for myself. Uh, but anyway, hold hold on. I'm almost. Uh, uh, ah, Gertak, uh, welcome to. Uh, that club senseless, as we call it, uh, it's, it's good to meet you. Ah, yes, it's good to meet you. Ah, thank you. Is uh, would you like a tour? Uh, have you been to the spaceport before? Uh, no, I have not. 
Uh, well, were you gonna? Were you planning on staying for a uh, for a trip in the orbit, uh, Gertak? I uh, don't believe so. I may go to sleep for it. Okay, well, it's it's pretty mild. I guess you could, and you could take a sedative or something. But I could set you up with a, a, a great trip, you know, as they say. They say that like that. They say, yeah, have a great trip. Uh, if you want to tell me a little about it, it would be my treat. You know, I don't know if you you don't look like you like dancing. I've danced with a few tentacled creatures before. And I don't know if you mind me saying they're, they're lovely dancers. I, I, do, I do not dance. Well, I don't know if you enjoy music or romance or, you know, there's an array. The, the, this this station caters to, to, to almost all your needs uh, or desires within reason. You know, you know we're, we're, we're part of civilized space, of course. Of course. Oh, okay, I guess I won't beat around the bush. Is, is, do you have Stan with you? Is this Stan with you here? I guess he's in my ship uh, through there. Okay, well, why don't we, uh, I'd love to speak to Stan, but I'd like to, uh, obviously I invited you here. It didn't seem like you wanted to negotiate, uh, uh, remotely, but, but I think it's clear I would like to purchase Stan from you. Ah, uh, yes, I, I, I know it was clear you were interested in purchasing Stan. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not, I'm not much into negotiation, I'm not good at that. I tend to 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 uh, I tend to to uh, swing one way or the other. Um, but I just want you to tell me what what price you think is fair for Stan. Don't waste my time. And, and then we could, you know, I think I can meet any reasonable offer that that you ask. Uh, you realize, of course, that Stan is an anomaly. And that makes him a priceless object. Well, you, well I, I do realize that Stan is an anomaly. I mean, I guess, I guess by definition. I mean, don't you think it's strange that? Uh, that uh, well, anyway, Stan's also my friend. I knew Stan before. I mean, her friend, maybe friends the wrong word, but I, I knew Stan before his upgrades. And before even everything changed here, before Earth was exposed to, to space, and so I, 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 that, that's part of the reason I, I, I care greatly for Stan. This isn't just a, a business transaction. I realize you, uh, you, your relationship with Stan in the past. He's talked fondly of you. Well, okay, so so you say Stan's priceless. Uh, I mean, you, you, I realize you acquired the right, whatever. Uh, to me, Stan's not property. Uh, I guess in my fantasy world, Stan would be my partner. Uh, I mean, not my fantasy, but not not in a fantasy that fantasy world. You know what I mean? I don't understand. Uh, Stan and I would be like kind of best work best work friends, uh, work buds. And he's essential to the success of uh, rift piloting, I think. Uh, uh, so I really make it worth your while. Or, I mean, I can either overpay you, which is what I'm offering right now, uh, or you could say no 
And then I'll start to like, can you see my, can you see what's happening with my face and, and my, my, how my movements are becoming more and more jerky? You know, I'll take you up like, uh, you know, the, the, the space station is pretty much more or less, uh, you know, things happen at my discretion and the other two pilots that are off station right now. So, you know, I can keep you here through the orbit and you could have a trip, uh, and, you know, I, I get, like, I could negotiate with you during a, a, a trip through space, uh, and I can become a very agitated person. And, you know, I, I find it's better if we just find some common ground. I don't want to overpay you because then I'll still, I won't be able to stop thinking about that you, well, how do you overpay for something? I know you think it stands for priceless. I got that, but everybody has a price. And you're not leaving the station with Stan, so I'd like it to be a fair price. Can 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 you understand what I'm telling you now? I understand. I have a simple thing I would like you to carry across the rift for me. Uh, you want me to carry something across the rift from you? Is it on your? Is it on the manifest for uh, any ships that are crossing the rift? Uh, no. It would be off manifest. Yeah, that's not possible. First of all, you could be, you realize uh, that the whole, yeah, the, the, there's very strict rules around that because, uh, in, in guessing it's something that wouldn't be allowed on the manifest because I could pay, I could pay for it to cross uh, space in exchange for Stan if it's going to, if you can't afford it. Uh, but I get the sense that it can't cross uh, uh, legal. Is this something legally or morally? I have something that needs to get across the rift. If you take it with you, you can have Stan. Uh, well, uh, um, all right, we get 20. To, okay, so... Um, you're not, you, you have that, that stony look like that's it, that's your final offer. I guess I'll be departing before we, uh, I, I am not planning on staying here. Okay, well, uh, anyhow, is it uh, something, is it bigger than a bread box? Uh, you could say it is a bread box. Okay, well, would, would, you, would you tell me what it is? Uh, would you like to know? Okay, can I can I talk to Stan? Actually, I think I'll make a. I think we have a deal. Because uh, yeah, I really need Stan. You know, really, you drive a hard bargain with your with your being silent and just staring at me. Uh, but uh, let me ask you this question. Never mind. Never mind. I can't, I've never been. You're, you're the best negotiator I've ever seen. Uh, by the way, what, what do you use on those eyebrows of yours? Okay, silence, uh, silent eyebrow treatment. All right, well, let me talk to Stan, and maybe maybe I got to run him through some diagnostics before I 100% agree. Uh, so why don't you uh, take a Stan and whatever item, because you got some cronies in your ship probably, I'm assuming. Uh, take Stan and, and whatever... Uh, you know, you know, whatever we're talking about, and meet me on uh, Hangar C, and there's, there's an executive lounge, uh, the Hangar C executive lounge. I will see you there.
you know, momentarily, like just, just get standing head up there right now. I assume we have a deal. Uh, no, no, we'll see with Stan. You know, when I see Stan, uh, I'll, I'll know if we have a deal. And again, I used to talk to Stan. You didn't do, Stan's still the, uh, see, you'll be very pleased when you see Stan. Uh, I mean, I know, be pleased. Uh, just, uh, okay, just, you just go. Excuse me. You have to make sure everything's ready for launch. Uh, okay. Okay, could you just go, please. Okay. Okay, computer. Uh, uh, computer, make sure uh start the pre-flight checklist for that uh, Carmelo. What was it? Monte Carmelo. And uh, do you have a question, computer? Uh, what is uh, exactly? Yeah, don't worry about that executive. The, the, could you, do, is there a printer up there on that launch? Like if you just print that out too, that executive thing. Okay, computer. Okay, sir. Okay, yeah, I'm out. I'm headed up. All right, hey, pen pal. Sorry, sir. So, uh, um, pen pal entry. Dear pen pal, uh, hey, it's me again. And I'm uh, just uh, here getting ready to cross space. I think I was telling you I was worried. And you might have heard about my friend Stan, or maybe you haven't heard, but Stan's a. Uh, I just don't know what fiction and what realities you're familiar with, but it, you know, in, in the heydays of Earth's reimaginings of, or imaginings and wonderings of what outer space would be like in the future, in you know, with uh, artificial intelligence and all that, you, you know, there's been a lot of posits, and then, then what would the laws be? But Stan is the most intelligent. They said, geez, what movies have you seen? Dear Pen Pal, what have you seen? I guess you won't be able to get back to me, though. That's a problem. Okay, so I'll just send you this letter and then just read the next letter after this. Dear Pen Pal, make sure you watch Star Wars and Star Trek and Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, watch Star Wars uh, 3, 4, four five, six, seven. you know, but you can skip. Is that right? 1, 2... Watch those and make sure pay attention to, uh, uh, and then, yeah, watch some of those movies. Uh, and go to TTY, whatever. P.S. Uh, have fun at summer camp. Uh, dear Pen Pal, it's me from five. Like, I just left you that I just sent you that letter, but hopefully, you didn't, you know, now you're listening to this after so things will make sense contextually. Uh, but Stan is not like Data or Data in Star Trek, nor is he just as specialized as uh, R2 or C-3PO. But Stan's somewhere in the middle, but mostly Stan is a software-based. Uh, Stan, we, 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 I ran into him on Earth when he was just a software-based, more basic but, you know, I guess uh, the stuff on Earth, I didn't tell you any of these movies. But also, you know, when you get exposed to space like that, it changes your view about uh, a lot of the stuff about uh, spirituality and magic. Because so many things uh, that we thought on Earth were impossible, it turns out they were possible. Uh, so even robots talking to people... 
Anyway, stands like a like a little bit like a somewhere between R two D two and Data. If you just watch those movies, uh, we, we, you'll like him, Pen Pal. If if you hopefully, see, but also incredibly like both those characters. Also stands rarely annoying like C three PO. That's why I didn't mention C three PO. But also very good at, at Stan's job, which is software interfacing. And languages and all that kind of stuff. I think that's like R two D two was in. I think that's kind of R two's good at that. So maybe Stan is like R two. Uh, but you'll see, you'll see. Uh, but I need Stan's help with uh, getting through these. I know the things are changing with the rift. As a matter of fact, I, as I told Gartok there, the two pilots have been off world or off base. Uh, and we haven't heard from them. They should have been through. Anyway, and each stand, and now I'm almost just, so I got, got, got Gartok. Things move pretty fast on a spaceship and a space station, just so you know, elevators included. I just got to put this sign on this door here. Here comes Gar- yeah, Gartok. Hello, this is the, uh, yeah, good to see you. This is the uh, executive lounge in there. And that's uh, staying in that box, huh? You, you, why do you keep them in a wooden crate? I wanted you to uh, uh, be surprised. Okay, well, uh, okay, guys, these guys are just loading this uh, ship. Is the crew crew's asleep on the ship already? Excuse me, Gartok, just talking to these. Okay, great. You know, Gartok, we're, you're going to probably have to go into a deep sleep, too. Because uh, I don't think you're going to be able to uh, get, I don't think you're going to have time to uh, get off base. But let's just open stand in that other box is the thing. Yes, that is the thing for transport. Uh, you guys can, no, no, no. You guys don't put that on the ship just yet. Let me talk to this box here. Uh, could, could you open that box? Uh, could you, could you, yeah. Hey, could you give me and stand? Me and Stan are going to be in the executive lounge here. Or actually, Gartek, why don't you, you and your guys go in this executive lounge? Hey, do you like snacks, free free snacks and drinks? Because they have those in the executive lounge. Oh, they do. Yeah, and, and then uh, entertainments and stuff. Oh, entertainments. You just go right through the store, and there's like a utility stuff. Uh, and then the lounge is just around the other side. It's just easier to have the tools and then the executive lounge. Just through the store here. Okay, so just pass these tools. Yeah, you, you, you guys, you, 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 you go with Gartok. Good, good work. Uh, okay, I'm gonna lock this door. And uh, Stan, are you in there? Okay, let me open this box. Stan, what the heck's going on with your voice? Scooter, it's me, Stan. Uh, Stan, you sound different than last time. Scooter, they upgraded my pro- programming. You sound unbelievably chipper, Stan. Oh, Scooter, I am. I have. I am so good. It's so good to see you. I never thought I'd see you again. And then Gartok said he was going to go meet with you about a purchase. Have you purchased me? That uh, makes me feel strange. Now, Stan, we'll be, part- we'll be partners. I mean... You really can't spend any, you know, we'll be, we'll be working together as a team. You, you and I, you'll be my only teammate. Well, the computer, 
But that's always the ship's computer with the, the software that you'll be loading on it, which is my computer. So, you know, you know, you, we'll be a team. Oh, a team. Yes, and so it's good to see you. I got it. My eyes are feeling a little wet, actually. But uh, we, I need you. I really need your help. I need you to get. get we got to get going. Oh, you don't have any wheels. That's right. I forgot that you were a scooter. I don't move. They didn't upgrade me to make me a movable creature. Well, you're not really a creature. I just, I guess I'm, you don't use that droid word, huh? No, no. I'm not a droid, Scooter. I'm a software interface. Well, you're more than that. Well, do you still have full functionality? Scooter, I do. Of course, I knew you'd ask that. I still have full functionality. All the flavors you wish, Scooter. Well, that's a good stance. So we're going to get going here. Scooter, what's that banging? Uh, that's Gartok. Uh, I locked them in that closet. They'll probably be out of there in a few seconds. So you, you I'm going to load you on the ship here. Oh, did you, why, why, what, was Gartok unhappy with your purchase? Well, Gartok wanted me to, uh, to, to take something strange across the rift, and I said no. Scooter, you never say no. Yeah, you know me too well, Stan. Uh, I locked him. I said that was a lounge. I lied. I'll probably pay him anyway. I don't know. I'll have to figure out a fair price. But he he wanted me to take something off manifest across the rift. Oh, Scooter, what was it? I don't know. It's a box. I don't know. It's around here uh, somewhere. But, uh, you know, I didn't want to tell him no because I wanted to make sure. So you're stealing me. No, 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 I'm going to pay him. We got to go, though, because uh, Scooter, which is more, yeah, it was a moral issue. We could do something illegal for somebody I don't like or steal uh, a a software-based best friend that I do like uh, and then pay him a fair way. You know, it's not not stealing if you pay someone. This is a negotiation, Stan. Oh, it sounds like a, a conflict of avoidance, Scooter. It, I mean, it is. Oh boy, they're 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 trying to blast the door. Okay, let's get on the ship, Stan. Uh, we gotta get out of here now, fast, because uh, uh, it's. Uh, it, 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 I guess they won't be getting out of there though. So we got about we got to launch though, because uh, the crew's gonna be awake before we get through the uh, the rift. Oh, scooter! What do you mean? Well, we're gonna launch. Uh, so I'm gonna wheel you up this ramp. Uh, but they're going to go into the rift, so they'll have a little bit of, uh, they'll be disoriented. Uh, uh, Gar- do you, did, did you like Gartok? Oh, no, Scooter, he's an awful, he's, te- well, how terrible is he? Just just so I know for when we come back, uh, like, how mad is Gartok going to be? Should I tell you, i got to find that box. Uh, well, anyway, let's just go. I'll deal with it when we, we get back. Oh, Scooter, you haven't changed one bit. I know, would you believe it? Earth, uh, you know, got exposed to space and space was cut off from Earth and I found a niche job where I could be of service and make an unbelievable amount of money ferrying people across a rift of senselessness. And I'm still a coward. You you, you know me so well, Stan. That's why I'm glad. I, I wish I had, I wish I could acquire you by more courageous means, but we, let's go. Oh, Scooter, so you are stealing me. No, no, Stan, I'm going to pay for you. Uh, 
if I remember. That's the other thing. But anyway, we got to get on the ship. we got to go. Uh, dear pen pal, so it's me. Uh, so then uh, I'm on the ship now. Uh, Stan's plugging in. And Stan, so Stan's going to help uh, get through the rift. Stan, you, you, I could talk to you as I talk to my pen pal. Is that uh, your programming can handle that, right? So, of, Scooter, of course my pro- programming can handle that. Yeah, you, ha- you have permission to listen in. Oh, thank you, Scooter. I was doing it anyway, just, you know, as a part of uh, keeping an eye on your health, your mental health. Is that part of your programming, Stan? Or do you just care? Scooter, you're so funny. You'd make me laugh if I had a program to do that. So anyway, Pen Pal, we're about to launch here. I have a crew. Yeah, Captain and crew. I, I don't know. I, I, can't, I can't look at the manifest because uh, we really are close to uh, to hitting the edge of the ed- edge of senselessness. So I'm going to launch the ship out into the rift. And I'll be I'll be in touch. Maybe I could get in touch with you in the rift. But uh, yeah, so I took Stan without Gartox permission. I think it was a box. Uh, but uh, I'll pay Gartox or something. Uh, but I just didn't want to deal with it. Was, it, was, it was just, I don't know if it had all got recorded, but I did not like Gartox's negotiation. It was a negotiation of assumption. Assuming I would back down, which is probably correct, but anyway. So anyway, stands on the ship, stands. Uh, uh, it also, I don't know if you knew this, but it probably take a little bit of explanation, but Stan used to be a freestyle soda machine. Scooter, I still am a freestyle soda machine. Well, it, 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 well originally Stan's programming was just to dispense freestyle soda, which was, a, you know, a great calling. But anyway, we'll talk about it another time. All right, pen pal, be good. Uh, eat some cookies, and I'll talk to you in my next letter. Uh, your B B B best pen pal, B P P B B best pen pal, B P P E scoots. Bye. Yeah, I'm thinking about making a new. Uh... Like a pitching a cartoon about pitching, I said, not the other word, about uh, people, uh, Facebook friends, I'll call it, uh, sleep phones. Nora N, thanks and good night. Madeline, or Madeline D, thanks and good night. Abby D, thank you and good night. Maureen M, thanks and good night. Nidal, thanks and good night. Or Hannah. Hannah, uh, Andrea M, thanks and good night, Suzanne K, Will H, uh, old friend, thanks and good night, Melanie P, thanks and good night, Adrian, Adrian, uh, thanks and good night, David A G, thank you and good night, Larissa, thank you and good night, uh, Harold R, thanks and good night. Suze B, thank you and good night. Lauren V, thank you and good night. Melissa J to the D, thank you. Uh, Malinda S, thanks and good night. Renee J, thanks and good night. Adam J, Katia V to the T, Judah R to the M, 
Teresa D to the M to the A, Lord B S R. Uh, thanks and good night, Kelly H. Thanks and good night, Jennifer F. Thanks and good night, uh, Gene C. Thanks and good night, uh, Rob O. Thanks and good night, uh, Joanne T. Jo- Joanna T. Excuse me, Lori S. Sarah C to the M. Carol W. Kelly M. Ron Wynn, T to the H, Carl P, uh, thanks and good night, Alexandra K, thanks and good night, uh, Kevin F, thanks and good night, uh, Abby D, thanks and good night, Maureen M, thanks and good night, uh, Daily C, thanks and good night, Classic Denny, thanks and good night. Lisa F, thanks and good night. Uh, Debbie S to the M, thanks and good night. Uh, Jennifer G, thanks and good night. Lisa F, thanks and good night. Joy S, thanks and good night. Uh, Tracy Y, thanks and good night. Ahab's wife, thanks and good night. Alexandra C to the S to the P to the H to the D. Thanks and good night. Jennifer G. Thanks and good night. Uh, Nabble to the N. Thanks and good night. Uh, Julie C to the M. Thanks and good night. Jennifer B. Thanks and good night. Uh, Jennifer G. Thanks and good night. Becky H. Thanks and good night. Andrea M. Thanks and good night. Uh, Christina F., thank you and good night. Allison T., thanks and good night. Lynette, thanks and good night. Will H., thanks and good night. Uh, Vesna, thanks and good night. Lisa S. to the P., thanks and good night. Phyllis H., thanks and good night. Uh, Kim B. to the H., thanks and good night. And that's uh, all the newest Facebook friends. Expect that in 20. 50 uh, Facebook friends. Uh, Try to rename it. All right. Thanks and good night.